0: Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sermons where we seek Jesus Christ beyond the pulpit. We're going to continue with our discussion on eternal security, but from a Calvinistic perspective with Jeff Laird. When it comes to eternal security, um, one person that actually surprised me was Charles Stanley. Or is Charles Stanley. I, I respect him. I respect his ministry. You know, I mean, listen, this guy is clean as a whistle, from my understanding, <laughs> right, you right. know, I mean, based upon human standards, of course, <laughs> correct, right. Um, and then, uh, you have the recently deceased Ravi Zacharias. I held him in a very uh, respectable light. I was careful not to worship him. I was careful not to replace his teachings for Bible scripture, right? But of course he experienced a tremendous downfall uh, or at least a very graphic downfall. Let's put it that way. And uh, the question came up, where is this all going? You know, what part of the chasm is he? Or what side of the chasm? Is that a fruitful question for a young or even a mature believer?
1: I think it's a fruitful question as long as we apply that that warning of be careful where you think you stand Mm -hmm. unless you fall. Because I think we can look at what happened with Ravi Zacharias and we can appreciate that it is really, really hard for us to judge other people. Yeah. Because for 40 years, uh, part of what makes his, his situation so tragic and so difficult is the idea that this was not uh, like a particular incident in the last year or two of his life. Or something like that, that this this looks like this was a a pattern that at least for the last decade or more was a consistent thing in his life. I think that that warns us, first of all, that we need to be careful about how we judge other persons, spirituality, positive or negative, because we don't know exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. I think it should make us self-reflective of ourselves to say if it can get a hold of somebody like that there's no reason to think it can't get a hold of somebody like me. Yeah. I think it, it forces us to confront the same question we talked about with Balaam and the donkey. Yeah. You know, in other words, where do we draw the line between the value in something a person has written, Mm -hmm. the truth that that person expressed, how much can we separate that from the total package of that person's life and character and behavior? I think asking the question of, for example, was Ravi Zacharias legitimately saved? Yeah. I think that's one of those subjects that is a little bit like discussing something like pedophilia or pornography or sex addiction with a child. Yeah. At, at some point, you can have a careful conversation about that. Yeah, um, I think when somebody's, spiritually speaking, when they're immature – I think sometimes it's better to say, you know what? That's a really difficult question. Here's what I know the Bible says. Here's what I know it says that we should do, should not do, how we should live and shouldn't live. All I know for sure is that that's a discussion that's going to happen, has happened, between Ravi and God when he met his maker. And I cannot say – I mean anybody, Charles Stanley, Billy Graham, any of these people, Augustine. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't say with 100% omniscience that that person had a right relationship with God. All I can do is say from what I can see and what I can understand.
0: Yeah, by the way, Charles Stanley is still alive. (laughs) Yes, that's what I mean. I can look at somebody like
1: him and say, you know, or any other living teacher or Rick Warren. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people have had the same conversation about guys like Kanye West yeah you know, is he really saved? Is he not? and everything yeah. else like that. Right. I don't think it's a fruitless conversation to ask, yeah, you know and it 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 attaches to the question of eternal security, yeah, you know, did Ravi go from being legitimately saved to falling out of salvation? right Did he never? you know, and granted for for a person who has the once saved, always saved perspective, the idea that Ravi never was saved. You know, would be a difficult one. The alternative would be to say that, yes, he is, and he was, mm-hmm. and he was in the same category as a, say, a David, a Samson, right, a, right. Uh, a Jonah, right. You know, somebody who had pervasive sin yeah. squarming around in the background yeah. of their life. So I don't think it's a useless argument. I don't think it's a, 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 a topic that's off limits, but I do think that it's a good one to keep yeah. in context with the right level of maturity of believer.
0: Right, right. Yeah, definitely. Um, All right. Way back. I remember a question I wanted to ask you as a follow-up. You mentioned how some are going to stand before the Father. Day of judgment. And God is going to respond to some with the grim news that, hey, I never knew you. Yeah. Can we dig a little bit deeper into the word knew you? So, I know in parts of the scripture, when they say new, it's uh, another form of, basically it's intimacy.
1: You're right, right.
0: Yeah, so could you just kind of paint the picture of what God means when he said I never knew you versus, hey, I knew you. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I think
1: intimacy is the key. That that word in, you know, to get semi-fancy, that word in Greek is Mm "gnosko" and It is the word that that word is used as a reference to something like sex.
0: Yeah.
1: It implies that level of intimacy. That's not the only time it's used and that's not the only thing it means. But yes, there's, there's a little bit of a hint of depth and personal intimacy involved in that. I think when Jesus says, I never knew you, that he's referring to that level of personal intimacy. It would be, You know, if I'm if I'm inviting people into my house, into my home, uh, you know, a person could say, hey, we went to high school together and we did this together and we talk on Facebook and the phone and so on and so forth. And I could say, yeah, I know you, Mm. you know, come on into my house. Another person could show up and say, hey, I know your birthday. I know your hobbies. I've read everything you've written. Um, You know, I've I've followed your career in engineering all the way through what you're doing right now. Here's a list of facts and figures. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm aware of all this stuff. I could look at that person and say, yeah, but I don't, I don't know you. Yeah. You know, and you, that person, you don't know me. You have some intellectual knowledge about me, but you and I don't have a personal relationship. We've never talked to each other. We've never actually discussed things. That person could fool themselves into thinking, yeah, well, well, I see him at work and I know everything about him. So he's my friend. Yeah. yeah, But you know, there's a difference between just being around somebody and actually knowing them. So for example, if that person says, well, aren't you going to co-sign on the loan for my house?
0: Yeah.
1: I'd be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I talk to you sometimes at work, dude, but I don't really know you. I can't, you know, I can't do that. So I think, yes, the intimacy thing is what matters. I think what Jesus is telling these yeah. people is saying that, Again, even a donkey can say what's true. Just because right. you did the right stuff, does not it's not a two-way street. In other words, I think those who are legitimately in a relationship with Jesus Christ, yeah, that legitimate relationship will be reflected in the things that they do. But I don't think that's a perfect mirror image in the other direction. In other words, just because somebody says and does the right things superficially doesn't necessarily mean that that person has that intimate relationship.
0: Yeah. And part of eternal security is also confessing your sins before the Lord, right?
1: Absolutely. And it's important to realize that what what Jesus is saying there is he's not saying, depart from me because you did more bad than good. Mm -hmm. And he's not saying, depart from me because I used to know you and I don't know you anymore. Yeah. He says, in fact, it's important to notice what he says is he says, I will declare to them, I never knew you. Yeah. He says, I never knew knew you he didn't say i don't know you anymore mm-hmm. and he didn't even just say i don't know you now he yeah. says i never knew you good point you were never one of mine gotcha and that strikes to what john says in first john where he says if they had been of us in the first place they wouldn't have left
0: right yeah yeah good stuff good point very good point um wow so i've been asking you a bunch of questions uh we talked about eternal security a lot um, as we wrap up this podcast, yeah, I would like for you to share your story of salvation, uh, which is very relevant to the topic, of course. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to use eternal security. It's been well defined.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think I am one of those people who has a case that challenges, I think, both sides of the question of eternal security. Mm-hmm. Um I think that it's legitimate for a person to look at me and say, you know what? There's two possible explanations for Jeff and what happened in his spiritual life. Uh, when it comes to salvation, I was raised in a in a Christian home, church attending, Bible believing, so on and so forth. Uh, I definitely drifted when I was in high school and as I went to college, and that drifting became pretty severe. I definitely got into things that were 100% antithetical to what's taught in biblical faith. And I made a lot of excuses and I made a lot of justifications for those things. And the, the key moment for me essentially was in a moment of flaming hypocrisy, trying to convince another person that they needed to be saved, which I think I just sort of perceived as checking a box Mm -hmm. at that point in time, uh, this person with no theological training, with no, spiritual knowledge or experience whatsoever said well that faith has never made any difference in your life why would it make any difference in mine yeah and that's that's like having somebody shoot you in the stomach yeah that's just a crippling moment there's your prodigal in the pen experience where you suddenly find yourself going okay i don't know how i'm supposed to answer that and that started me on a process of saying okay what do I actually think and know and believe? Am I torturing myself? Does this make sense? Does it not? What do I do? What do I not do? Yeah. And from that point forward, that's when a legitimate submission, repentance, faith in Christ came out of that experience of having to seek and question and recognize who I was and what I was. And, yeah. you know, that's been more than 20 years Since then. And that presents that interesting, challenging dichotomy of saying what happened to Jeff. Was Jeff really saved when he was 12? Yeah. You know, when he professed faith by putting up his hand and saying the sinner's prayer and getting baptized? Yeah. And he was a prodigal who came back to faith? Mm -hmm. Or was Jeff one of these Matthew 7 people who never really had a legitimate faith Mm -hmm. until that point in time? And then from that point forward, it was something faithful. I think in my, my personal circumstance, I'm inclined to believe that probably my true relationship, my true faith in Christ probably didn't really start until that time, that mm-hmm. moment where I had to really, truly be confronted at a deep level with Ooh. who I was in relationship with God. Now, that being said, if I get to heaven and God tells me, yes, you really were saved when you were 12. And you really were going through a hard time. And if you had, you know, died doing some of the stupid things you were doing when you were a teenager and in your early 20s, you would have gone to heaven, but yeah. it would have been a very different level of relationship and reward and so on. So I wouldn't be shocked if that was the case. Yeah. But I'm inclined with the lens that I view things through to say that I don't think I had that legitimate, truly saving relationship until I got to that point of truly, deeply understanding that I needed salvation by faith in Christ. And I really had sins I needed to be forgiven of.
0: And when you talk about that, that true moment, is that synonymous to that intimacy, that intimate relationship that was sparked with God?
1: I think so. And I'm, you know, again, to to present a challenging sort of a sense of it, I don't even necessarily think that it's we talked about maturity for example I, I think it's more difficult than people realize to pin down like a quote unquote moment of salvation yeah because i think we can all look at ourselves and say i think i understand faith better now than i did a year ago 5 years ago 10 years ago you know which is another thing that complicates it in other words it's not so much a question of when did i get there it's am i here or am yeah. i not yeah. but yeah i think that it was it was a question of intimacy is am i just Am I checking off boxes like I'm a member of a political party? Mm. You know, as a Christian, or am I actually like engaged in knowing what God wants from me and what He expects from me and what He's asking of me? Yeah, that was a huge alteration in my perspective. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as like salvation story, um, I think I've shared it on previous podcasts, but for me. I'm in the process of updating my story actually, um, Mm -hmm. given this topic of eternal security. Um, Because I used to say that there were three occasions where I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, uh, my three salvation stories. And um, they're just, I asked myself, how could I be saved three times? And then, of course, as I reflected more and more, I was thinking, man, I could even add a fourth. (laughs) a <laughs> uh, story yeah. uh where i accepted jesus christ as my lord and savior and that one had an expression of eternal security and that happened before the other three occasions right. so um i just remember one time i was about uh eight nine or seven and i grew up with severe asthma and uh there was a situation where I had a severe asthma attack. No one was around. Everybody was outside. I was inside. You know, I remember I was playing on the ground and you know, when you play with the carpet, there's those fibers that can mess with you and you inhale it and yeah. things got real bad very quickly for me. Um and I remember basically not being able to breathe for quite a while. It was getting progressively worse and I was starting to panic a little bit and you know i could just see myself starting to black out um i didn't have enough strength to call for help so i whispered not to god to the devil i said if i die right now going to heaven game over yeah and that's it i remember that distinctly perhaps it took a asthma attack for me to give that testimony today with accuracy i can still see the green carpet now and uh I'm just thinking, why was that not part of my salvation story, yeah. you know? And that happened years prior to the other stories that I've right. been telling for quite a while. So, this has been a fruitful conversation for me, mainly because it taught me to appreciate the power of God's salvation even more, Yeah, and that's my little testimony. That's pretty much all I'm going to share on this podcast. You remain the star. (laughs) Um, But uh, that being said, I just want to thank you so much, Jeff, uh, for basically sharing your wisdom, really helping not only me, but others who are listening um, understand the word. I always encourage them to read the scriptures more for themselves. Um, There was a lot of context that was omitted. From this conversation, I will add all the scripture references that are used uh, for this podcast in the podcast summary. Um, right. I um, I encourage the listeners to also perhaps read even the full chapter uh, for each of the scripture verses as well. Too, you might as well just read the entire Bible. We jumped over a lot of places <laughs> <laughs> and. Speaking of jumping to a lot of places, we're going to jump back to the Old Testament for the closing of this podcast, and it's going to be Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. I'm going to even say part B, where it says, Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. Amen and salam. (laughs) all right well this ends another episode of beyond sermons where we see jesus christ beyond the pulpit um go to beyondsermons.com you can subscribe on any platform that you prefer and if you've been blessed by this podcast please give us a rating as well too five stars is usually the best option the only option i suggest (laughs) but um also please share this podcast with a friend uh, anybody who may be, may be dealing with unforgiveness, dealing with uh, a wavering of faith, um, or even questioning their salvation. Uh, this is going to be uh, one of many series that talks about eternal security. And uh, we're very grateful uh, for Jeff for joining us. Thanks again.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the uh, the perspective that you're bringing, and I appreciate the time for letting me come and, and talk a bit.
0: You're very welcome. And you can check out some of uh, Jeff's work at godquestions.org. Um, I'm assuming your name is going to be authorized on a few of those, but I think you're also most active on BibleRef.com. That's B I B L E R E F.com. It's a work, a great work in progress, as he uh, mentioned earlier, and it's about the Word of God. So uh, if you have difficulties reading any scriptures or need help, um, perhaps uh, gathering context, I did get a chance to uh, check out the website. I found um, the growing content to be very scriptural and um, a great compliment uh, for the soul that's navigating the scriptures. This concludes another episode of Beyond Sermons where we seek Jesus Christ beyond the pulpit. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support, please visit beyondsermons.com to rate and subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. God bless and be blessed to be a blessing.